doing the 90 day third week now we're still up and running glad you're here uh <laughs> i we're not sure if this season is winding down or just winding up you know i mean it's what episode eight something like that last week we left off with the uh, gino and jazzy enjoying their little island hop off the coast of panama having the time of their lives uh jazzy's turned a new leaf she's uh calm cool she's instead of popping off first and asking questions later now she's asking questions first and popping off later and she has a question for gino gino my love i got a message from your ex are you sending her naked pictures of me and at first you know our it's our gino wasn't me baby no it wasn't me baby must have been some other body, uh-uh, baby, wasn't me. Nah, wasn't Gino, no, not me. Gino wouldn't do such a thing, now would he? I mean, come on, yeah, first he tries to deny it, that goes nowhere. Then he tries to, you know, rationalize it. Uh, you know, hey, I was trying to put it in her face and show her how hot you are and hey look what i got now there honey you could have had me but instead now i got this and here you are out in the cold and well fuck this lady like i said last week got back with jazzy and jazzy's busted him and he's like he don't know what the fuck and there's nothing he can say to get out of this he's flat out busted she's so mad she flicks the hat off of his head <laughs> oh have we ever seen gino move so fast <laughs> i mean he's like a uh, speedy gonzalez now man where's the new give me a hat now give me another hat give me a hat turn off that camera and he gets another hat on in about three seconds flat but that's just enough for us to see what we need to see now, ain't it, folks? We saw all that hair congregated on the back of his head. Now, not exactly the mullet we're used to or it's, you know, party in the back, business in the front, whatever. And for Gino, his uh, mullet's kind of like, uh, you know, party in the back, business in the back, sugar babies in the back, encounters with sex workers in the back. Hell, he just soon someone come along and shoot him in the back. Yeah, somebody don't shoot the sheriff, man. Somebody shoot me already. Gino's going, man, I need a break over here. I mean, God, now, <laughs> now she's going to lay into me about the, sh the sugar baby thing. You've been spending, all, you, what, 250 bucks to have dinner with a sugar baby? Really? These are women that are taking advantage of these men when they have needs, you know, and when they're vulnerable and have, you know, needs and wants, you know, and here you are just, you know, playing into that and, you know, being the sugar daddy and letting them be your sugar baby and all that bullshit and, you know, giving them money for company. I would never take money from a man, you know, for anything like that. Oh, 
well, really, is that right, uh, Jasmine? You know, I ran it back to uh, episode one, and let me see, quote, the, out of Gino's mouth, um, maybe I helped with her lips, or maybe, he uses maybe a lot, we know what maybe means, don't we? <clears throat> maybe her lips, maybe her eyebrows, or maybe facial treatments, possibly her hair or her teeth. Okay, that's five things, lips, eyebrows. Facial treatments, hair, teeth. Really? You ain't sure you're playing it down? You sure you're not playing it down over there, Gino? Is that the only five things you did? Hey, Jasmine, is that the only five things you took money for before you even met this dude and so-called fell in love with him? So what were you when you were taking that money for all these little bodily repairs and whatnot? Or uh, <laughs> remanufacturing of your face and your eyebrows and your teeth and your all this shit. What were you doing when all was that? Were you maybe uh, an SB? Jasmine, were you an SB? And now you're calling others an SB when you were doing the same fucking thing they are. Shut up, Jasmine. Get out of my face. Ah. I mean, really, if she uh, had played that card on me, the SB card, and tried to uh, play that off on me, you know, being the hypocrite on me, <laughs> you know what I would have done at that point? I would have just uh, waited for her to go out on the beach, take up on one of those chaise lounges, and start crying herself into a stupor. And while she's busy doing that, I would have quietly packed my bags. Had the hotel quietly shuttle me back to the airport and I would have crawled back on one of them planes and I would have flew my ass back to the mainland and I'd have left her stranded for her to figure out how to get her cellulite ass back to Panama City. Hey, honey, maybe you can suck the pilot's dick and be a little, do a little more SB of your own since you're so good at it already. You already did it to Gino and who know, God knows who else. And in fact, you're already shopping for a better, a better one. So you ain't afraid of being one. So you might as well go ahead and be one and, uh, you know, SB your ass all the way back to Panama City or you can just swim. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, uh, myself, I'm going to that airport and I'm all about it. right i'm up up and away baby no way i'm gonna sit around and take this shit anymore you know being the hypocrite that you are you're just giving me a run for my own money honey all right now we come to mike who can't say no and humena who can't say whoa as in whoa i'm asking uh no i'm demanding too much of this man or, whoa, I have too many tattoos. Or, whoa, I have too many bastard children. Okay, you know, I mean, uh, try saying whoa once in a while, Jimena. Things might uh, go a little smoother for you over there. But Mike, after, you know, basically laying himself prostrate for a week and a half to be basically used as a doormat slash ATM by her and her whole family, he sees fit to propose to the bitch. Are you kidding me? Uh, Mike, you ain't just marrying her, dude, but, you know, you don't care. You're just happy that y'all haven't heard anything from the Sicario for two years, what she hasn't told you. The Sicario is two years into a three-year sentence, and when he gets out in a year, he's going to make good on his threat to retaliate for her uh, 
hostile testimony in court and got him locked up in the first place. So you have that to look forward to, Mike, you know. She'll tell you that maybe when it draws near, but yeah, I wouldn't count on it. She ain't too uh, dependable, if you ask me. Not any more dependable than you are, but you're trying to act dependable in front of this whole goddamn family, and all they see that as is a fucking open checkbook. So, you know, carte blanche, everybody. It's, uh, you know, cabbage time, you know? I mean, it's Jerry. <laughs> it's Jerry, it's Mike, it's Jerry, it's Mike, all right, you know? Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! Who is it? Is it Jerry? Is it Mike? Will the real Mike stand up? <laughs> I mean, he's all about having to, you know, spreading that cash around. I guess that's how he makes an impression in life. I don't think so. The guy couldn't make a good impression if he fucking tried. He's so, such a fucking loon. And he looks like a goofball. And then he's all kissy face in front of everybody. Stop kissing on her like that, Mike. Quit kiss. Quit it with the PDA, Mike. It looks stupid. There's a phrase out here. It's called, uh, get a room. Okay, you know, I don't even know if that's a boomer thing. Is that a boom? Is get a boom? Is get a room a boomer thing? I'm not sure. Is it? Oh, God. Maybe it is. <laughs> but you know what? It's one of those things that I don't think I have to explain. I think everybody knows fucking get a room means, except Mike. Oh, no. He's over there slobbering all over the bitch at the, uh, there at the waterfalls in front of everybody and dad. He's slobbering all over in front of the, Everybody at this dinner. I mean, come on, Mike. Stop it with the fucking kissy face. Save that before. That's what they have closed doors for. It's not for you to be out here just licking up and down her face in front of everybody. Nobody wants to see that, okay? All they want to see from you is your fucking cash coming their way, okay? That's all you've really done here, Mike, is pur purchase this family's affection right down to those two boys, okay? And the price ain't over, man. You're going to be paying for all kinds of stuff that you don't foresee. And I think it's going to start as soon as next week. I mean, Mike, you know, are you ever going to get a clue? I don't think so. It ain't too late, Mike. You still can get out of this, man. Like us 101, man. Get it before it's too late, Mike. And, you know, it's already too late because you're a lost cause, son. And now we've come to Caleb and Eli's friend. We thought they were going to be gone by now, but they're still here. But it's kind of just like, you know, on a loop. It's the same subject, same discussion, same circular argument. Uh, she's pushing, he's spending, you know, she's projecting, he's, you know, he can't handle it. Uh, she cops an attitude and makes him sleep on the couch while she looks at him longingly. <laughs> he has let her on, I would say, to, to an extent, and he's probably glad real time that this little controversy about her has come up it's probably given him a good out if he didn't have one before that certainly was is one <laughs> but uh you know putting all that aside you know they didn't know any of that was going on at the time so i mean it's just they're having the same discussion it's getting damn old you know i mean i've watched this show before <laughs> You 
Yeah, we've seen this show before, right? I mean, it's been on since like the, the 50s or the 60s. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't think we're going to make this couple any more attractive than they already aren't. <laughs> and I think we're all tired of seeing them. And Caleb certainly wants to get the hell out of Dodge and be a gentleman as much as he possibly can while he's getting the hell out of Dodge. Uh, Eli's gone. She's going to go home. I doubt they'll probably never see each other again is my, is my guess. And so he, he ultimately, you know, finally got around to the truth that he just, look, I just, I can't handle what's, what I'm looking at here in for a future with you. And that is, you know, 24 seven pushing you around and, and seeing to your needs. And I'm more about my needs at this time of my life. <laughs> and, you know, I think back to my twenties, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're any of us a whole lot different, probably not when it comes right down to it. So yeah, we can, sit here and pound on Caleb all day long, but we'd just be probably pounding on ourselves in so doing. So I'm not going to pound on Caleb and I ain't going to pound on her either. She just needs to just like get on her wheelchair and ride and roll up into the sunset, you know, and Caleb needs to go hit the gym and Eli needs to get into like stand up or something i mean his future with the bff band i think is pretty much over but you know he might be able to tell jokes i don't know we'll see <laughs> who cares you know they're in russia man we really care what they're going to be doing over there in russia i think not so maybe he'll be on pillow talk that might be fun to see him on pillow talk but i don't know i think they're gonna have to disassociate completely with her and her friends and he was probably in on all that mock america shit also weren't you eli come on eli yeah, as fierce and powerful as you are i can't imagine you sitting that one out you know what i'm saying out there everyone i think you do Okay, my goodness, what have we done? That's right, we've come to Ben. Oh, God, Ben, what in the world are we doing over here, Bensky? Well, first of all, he's we uh, come upon him on this episode, and we see that he is enjoying endorphins for breakfast. Apparently, that's uh, his breakfast of champions is uh, breaking a sweat in the weight room with no shirt for everybody else to enjoy. I think that, isn't that a no-no in the club where you take off your shirt and work out shirtless? I think people want you to keep your shirt on, Ben. Not sure. I don't know. It seems like that's, I've heard that's the case. Maybe all out there know better. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this guy, I don't know what the hell is going on in his head. He's chasing this girl halfway around the world. And he does. We don't even know if she's real. He thinks she's real. He's thinking she's real. He's he's living in this Harlequin romance, and you know, and thinks you know, believing in love, and she, you know, and he's the reality is hitting her, and that's the problem. She's just scared, you know. 
everything's coming to a head. She's just scared, and she knows I'm here, and, you know, her dad's on her case. Oh, Ben, shut the fuck up, man. And now you're going to write a little train story, huh? The little the little engine that could. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean... Yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah, that's right. Take your ass out of this town, Ben. What the hell are you doing over there writing train stories? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Nobody knows what you're talking about. I don't even think you know what you're talking about. My God. Yeah, the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. Yeah, and he gets, you know, into a cab and he gets a cryptic text from her how her hometown is a long way from Lima. Okay, so he thinks this is a, a invitation to come on to her hometown. Yeah, that's right. It's time to stalk her now. Yeah, let's be a stalker. Yeah, we've done every fucking everything else that's foolish. Let's just go ahead and stalk the woman now. Hey, Mahogany. You know, I'm going to stalk you, honey. I'm coming. I'm telling you. Watch for me, baby. Be looking over your shoulder. Here I come, baby. <laughs> coming to get you. Yeah, coming to get you. Yeah, foxy lady. He's coming to get you, foxy lady. God. Ben, I mean, I don't know if you're retarded or just a loon. Or, or uh, you just you lift, the weights you're lifting have uh, made your brain have a hernia, because <laughs> you still think this girl is real, but now you're questioning your own naivety and your own optimism, and your friend Jason is trying to be nice, but he's even telling you, "Look, dude, are you sure this girl is real? I mean, you know, yeah, okay, go ahead, you, you, you." You follow it through over there, Ben, but I'm telling you, people don't have a long fuse for this shit, okay? And we're already getting tired of it. So, hey, TLC, something better fucking happen on this story, or you're going to have a riot on your hands, okay? Not really, but, you know, come on. Give, give us something to watch over here, not Ben being a fucking idiot, all right? Mike's bad enough. We don't need two idiots, Mike and Ben, okay? Thank you. All right, now we finally get to close out this shit show episode. With the final segment, starring Memphis and little boy Blue, Hamza. Yeah, this little boy drives me nuts. Probably the first time he's never uh, spent the night with his in his mommy's house. You know, first time he's ever been in a hotel, probably away from his mommy. <laughs> but they wake up, I'm hungry. No, no, sorry. Uh, you all caught it and I missed it. No, let me correct myself. Me hungry, with her old nasally voice that by now is driving everybody up the wall. It's like the uh, it's like the the quintessential nagging, naggle, naggly voice. If you want to be a nag, then you sound like her, okay? With that nasally, naggy voice that she's got. What are we going to have for breakfast? I want fish. I want meat. I want steak. Goddamn, lady. I mean, how about getting your tonsils removed, for starters? And, you know, maybe you could <laughs> work on that voice a little bit. Because you know, that's not the first thing we want to be hearing in the morning. She gives us a pipe report and says, yeah, you laid the pipe pretty good. Well, 
well, God, I guess those drinks you had were a little stronger than we even thought. Anyway, so I, apparently that's off the table. Kind of hard to believe after that first night. But, okay, fair enough. He boned her and she came and, oh, she's happy now. Okay, now she's already get married. <laughs> he goes in for a kiss and she turns her head like, no, I ain't kissing you. Foaming at the mouth, mouth after all night. Now you go in there and brush your teeth, son. And he goes in and does this little sniff, sniffs or something. I'm not sure what he was doing there. I, that was kind of weird looking, but the things these people will do on camera, man. I don't fucking get it. I don't like the way she talks to me, but I don't want to lose her. You know, I mean, I like those fat boobies she's got. You know, <laughs> he ain't afraid to let her know that. You know, yeah, the fatter the better, because the fatter you are, the bigger your boobs are and that's what i like so bring them on baby <laughs> now she brings up the prenup and he's like what the hell and this prenup now it's a little unusual for it to be this direction it's usually the other direction where the man is asking the woman for the prenup and the women fly off the handle and what the fuck are you talking about i'm fucking i'm talking about not getting your money i mean you know i mean i'm the fucking wife over here and i mean i you know i mean you ain't got nothing without me behind every good man's a good woman you know and i mean come on man if i don't get fucking half of what you fucking have i mean you know what's the fucking worth of marrying you in the first place well come on ladies that's not what a prenup is about it's not about you know, whether you're going to get money or not, what it really is, ladies, what a prenup really is when it comes right down to it, when you strip away all the bullshit, what a prenup is, is the perfect chance for you ladies to prove that you're not in it for the money, that you're in it for the love and not the money, okay? You should want to jump at that, to want to demonstrate that. And if signing a prenup, is the best way to demonstrate that, then why not? That's what it is. You're showing me that you're not here for my money, that you're here to love me, and the money is secondary to all of that. Okay, that's what a prenup is, okay? So, you know, don't get all bent out of shape. Oh, man, he's so cheap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, look, the way I believe is, you know, whatever you two build together from the time you got together that's 50-50, okay, that should be split down the middle, but whatever he built or whatever she built up until the time you guys got together and became that community property entity under the state laws or the state you live in, well, you know, whatever you somebody had up until that point, that's 100 to them, okay, you don't get half of that because you didn't, you weren't in on building half of that. Whatever you're in on building, you get half of when it all comes down, okay? So don't give me this, you know, you know, I want you to take him for his money. You know, don't don't get like that, okay? Just show us you're not in it for the money and let's build our wealth together. And if, God forbid, it goes bad, whatever we built together from the time we got together, that's what we're going to split. Fair enough. What do you say? Come on, Andy. Let's dance. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode does it not i don't know I'll, I'll be back to close this thing out in just a second all right now that's right we're gonna close this thing out thanks everybody for being here you know this uh episode this whole season's been a bit of a roller coaster uh, kind of on the boring side but hey could be worse all right so ladies out there remember what i have to say as I sign off to you, chauvinism is not dead.